Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Born in trouble. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In and out the frame, out your flame make- Hey, today, hey, 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 hey. I'm in an extra haze because it's the end of the season show. That's right. The final episode of Born in Trouble for the year 2021. And it has been a bueno year. That's right. A bueno year. We are now bilingual on Born in Trouble. I don't know about all that. People worried about your accent right there. Listen, I've been Ms. running. Miss Lou doesn't want to hear that. Miss Lou is the French teacher. She wants to hear no, Jean Appel Jean. No, she was Spanish. She was Spanish. I thought she taught French. No, Miss Lou was the Spanish teacher because she, like, her whole idea of Spanish culture was fucking arroz con pollo and El Moro Castle. That's, a, that's, every, that's all she cared about. And I can understand that. And I can understand that. And this has been a good year for Born in Trouble. We've actually picked up a lot of uh, listeners over the past couple of weeks. I don't know how, because I barely advertise, but I'd like to thank you all for listening to Born in Trouble and picking us up over the course of the year. You're just a charming motherfucker, actually. You always have been. It's not me. It's it's you, Rob. It's you, Rob. It's you. It's you. And this, this is our end of the year show. We were hoping to possibly recreate the magic of last year. But... The only way you could do that would be actually with a couple of bottles of tequila. (laughs) And it seems like everyone has decided not to come back in the same way as we did last year. Because I'm looking at sober faces right now. 
and I haven't had a drink in like five months. Five months, and if you wow. don't, and if you people don't hear, Mr. Orlando Walters is joining us once more for the end of the year show. Thank you for coming. Thank five you. Months, dog. You you doing a health kick? Nah, you know what? I I went to Martha's. The, the last time I drank alcohol, I was in Martha's Vineyard over the summer, and uh, I told myself. Uh, last quarter of this year, I was just going to put my head down and, and grind. And uh, I put down the alcohol, but I put on like 30 pounds. Oh, wow. So maybe I need to start drinking again. I don't know. Uh, I think I compensated <laughs> by snacking. I'm not going to cheer that. And working all day. Yeah, I'm not so, going to. But uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's good. Yeah. it's good to hear, man. Like, I'm not much of a drinker. Rob doesn't drink so much, so it's like alcohol isn't really the thing here. Mr. Robert Brooks. Welcome, Robert Brooks. If, if I live to be 90, I would still have, you know, and I don't have another drink, I will still be, like, right at par. <laughs> <laughs> I got it in. Well, I was not cheated. Well, today we there's no no um, Gene Hopkins from Parts Unknown, California. He's out enjoying in his family someplace else around the country. We're not supposed to let you know because Gene is a secret spy for the government. He works for the man, y'all. That's right. Gene works for the man. I'm out and I'm here on the show. Okay, maybe he doesn't work for the man. I want to shout out Gene because uh, he gave us a tip one day at, uh, on one of these podcasts, yep. and it's done very, very well. So shout out to Gene. I fuck with you. Uh, <laughs> may, uh, maybe I should send you a gift. I don't know, but you, you, you know, you, you did me a solid. There you go, Gene. I think X, I think X got on, got in on it too. So that's right, Gene. So I'm not really mad at you. We done made some money this year, so <laughs> not mad at you, bro. Anytime you put money in the pocket. Put money in a pocket. I'm just messing with you. We know that you're not an op. Or do we? Anyway. <laughs> Rob is shaking his head. That's what happens when you don't show up. And Grant Lancaster, who's actually around the corner from me right now. Big shout out to Grant Lancaster. But apparently he drove from Michigan to drive directly into a COVID hotspot. His old house. So the plan was to have him come by and actually do the show live, but you are no longer welcome, Grant. You are no longer welcome. But I love you. As I understand, a couple of the guests there in that, in that COVID den have some, have some of the quote-unquote comorbidities that take people down, so they got to be careful over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got the, definitely got the comorbidities going over there. But we're not going to talk about past acquaintances. So is that part of that New Year's song for old acquaintances we forgot? We forgot, we yeah. Mind. Yes. If you it was, want to stay on the forgot part? Yeah, if it wasn't for Grant, <laughs> if it wasn't for Grant, we'll be well forgotten and everything. You know what happens when they do you dirty and everything. When they do you dirty, it's like it is whatever it is. But you know what? I never, I'm not really mad at anyone in the past who's done me dirty because it just shows that you were a jealous, hating motherfucker back then. So, Amen. and you know, you actually like those people, anyone, and, and I'm not just talking about them. You, you gain friendships for a reason and you lose friendships for a reason. And I'm good with that. So 
Hope y'all are good with that too. But this is the type yeah, of chat. You know, he that brother told on me. Like I'm the one person who had like a legit reason even before all that shit. Oh yeah, down. you did have a beef. But I was like, whatever, Holmes. Yeah, you did have an actual beef. But that's part of it. Like, and that's part of the good thing about going into this year is that you're a quality man, Rob. You know, lesser men are always going to take pot shots. Orlando, it's the same thing. Lesser men are always going to take pot shots, whether you mad at them or not. You're just walking around doing your thing. I feel like a lot of people that have animosity against me, their animosity is just because they just don't know the brother. But you know what? You're not supposed to know the brother if that's the case. I'm one of the coolest motherfuckers, and y'all are two of the coolest motherfuckers. You know, if you can take a joke, we'll look you out. But if you can't take a joke, if your skin's too thin, <laughs> if your skin's too thin, you're going to have a problem. So that's right. what it was. So, And this is the type of banter that they told me that we're not supposed to get into with a podcast. You're supposed to start the podcast and get right into the topics. But you know what the thing is? What makes Born in Trouble, Born in Trouble is the fact that we do have this banter. If I can't talk to you brothers about stuff like this, hate on other people who hated on us before we even get into the show, it's not going to be any fun. It's not fun. It's not It's not born in trouble if you can't do that. That's right. It's not born in trouble. So, no, man, you know, you know, I'm here in the, in the Jersey Burbs mm-hmm. and sort of disconnected from a lot of stuff. But over the holidays, I was showing my daughter pictures um, and we had a bunch of pictures from Noble Street and she was really struggling with the concept. Remember on the walls at Noble Street, we had a painting of Dr. King because right. required for all black homes to have a painting of Dr. King. Yes. And then we had a painting of Ruby. <laughs> and I was wondering, like, do people still do that? Like, there's still people, are people like still like are people going to have paintings of like Dr. King and Obama and Malcolm X? Like, that'll be the, the holy trinity. I don't think they're going to have Obama because the woke crowd is so, they're so uh, caught up. They don't even acknowledge it. You got half of the people that would walk into your house and say, he's not even black American or he's not even black or he doesn't know our struggle. He didn't come up. He grew up on a surfboard. Instead of just taking a brother and just like recognizing that no matter where you come from, the struggle is still the same. No matter what you are, it's based upon how you look, not about how you feel. You may identify some way differently, but when it, when you walk in the door, they see you as that way, and that's the struggle, and that's the fight that you got to go through. So it's like we need to hopefully in 2022 we'll see a little bit more forgiveness from our own people and a little bit more acceptance of our own, from our own people because that's one thing that really bothers me about the turn in our community today is the lack of love that we have from one another and the lack of like we don't we shouldn't have a term give them their flowers you should just automatically respect the respect what it is respect the game respect the game and it shouldn't be a matter of well what about black women against what about black men you know what i'm saying but the key thing is us i feel you you know but you gotta feel me too and if you don't feel me as a person first, as opposed to as a gender, then that's where I have the problem with it. And then most people don't feel that way. Some people, everybody wants to identify. They're so busy trying to identify with this with this group and get the strength. And it's understandable because together we together it's like it's such a hard fight. It's such a hard fight, and it can seem like there have been no strides and there have been no steps and there's been no progress, but. The only way you're going to make there. What is it? What's the old saying? If you want to go fast, 
go by yourself. If you want to go far, go together. So, you know, born in trouble yeah, is about let me, together. Let me let me ask you about this though, um, because you you brought up something that made me think about millennials and this uh, cancel culture that we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, and how your depiction of how the woke culture would look at uh, Obama. Um, what are your thoughts about? Not only uh, the cancel culture that that we're in. I, I mean, it's like you can't do anything anymore without being canceled. Mm. And there's so much sensitivity mm. where even even there was a while where I was making Facebook posts about you know end the war against masculinity. Like you can't even be masculine. Like if you're like if you're masculine, you're considered toxic. Mm. What the fuck is toxic masculinity? What what is that? Well, Rob, go to go to go Rob. to go to practically any Latino home <laughs> and find out what toxic masculinity is. Nah, I mean, I, it's, a, well, it's I, a, I, like I hear you, but it's so I, my take on a lot of this is while it has gone a step too far, I believe the pendulum had to swing all the way over that way to get to the point where we're now starting to respect some people. And, like, the attitude, like, I, I, I was at a comedy club the other day, and this guy was um, woofing on women in the workplace. And the attitude was, you know, they just got to take it. Well, there's a balance to it. Like, you can't just go around and talk about the same shit. You can't just keep going around telling dick jokes and whatever mm. and be like, you just got to take it. You got to have a sense of, like, there's, there's a sensitivity that's necessary. And while the... The woke crowd is a little bit oversensitive. Right. That's helping the pendulum swing for the necessary course corrections. And I, I think that all in all, it's good, especially for brown people, because they stay disrespecting us. And, you know, we got to sit there and bite, bite the inside of our cheek while we listen to this bullshit and not lash out at somebody in the middle of the meeting. Well, I think if we're being honest about like I'm, I was with you on that statement, except for where we got to the brown people part, because it. <sighs> Justice for black people and brown people in this country is always slower and less swift. Um, I'm just thinking about the Civil Rights Act. The Civil Rights Act benefited women way more than it ever benefited black people and minority people. And and, and benefited white women benefited white women more than it did brown or black people. Uh, That's definitely a true statement as well. Yeah. So when you get into when you get into stating like. the, it, that black people, yeah, I guess that that is true, but it's more of a lip service thing. Now they even turn that around on you as soon as you open. Oh well, I'm going to make this joke. I hope you're not going to say something about it. You're not going to go marching down to HR against me. But that's a, that's the way of the world. But what you say is also true, though, Rob, because we've all worked in workplaces that were that have been male dominated places and. Some of them are more toxic than others. Some of them not toxic at all, but some of them are terribly, terribly. I worked in a lot of spaces that were women dominated over the time, over my time. So that's why I guess that maybe we're all shaped by our experiences. So it's like I've had women supervisors. I've had women managers all throughout my life that I got along with and that actually helped me to grow in my knowledge and in my career at various different locations. So for me, when people say these things, I'm not really coming from a place of understanding a lot of times. But then again, also at the same time, I worked as a mortgage banker. Ain't nothing more toxic as that. But at the same time, 
a lot of the women that go into those spaces and that work in those spaces, they actually like men that behave in that manner. So that's not really my pool. So for me, it's like, once again, I'm at a loss. I'm not really, I don't really go for the grab him by the hair, hit him with the bat type of person. Like, you know, grab him by the hair, hit me with the bat, drag me home. But those women do exist as well. So no, you, yeah, you wait till they're on all fours before you grab their hair. <laughs> you're just wrong but listen there is yeah, something to say yeah, about I mean, there is something to do, I mean, say about consent there but go ahead go on Rob <laughs> I mean yeah I mean that, that that's extreme and I, I don't think anybody is saying you know we need to be abusive or violent or anything like that but at the same time sometimes things are fucking funny yeah. You know, and, and 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 it's like sometimes shit is funny. Like just laugh at it. It's it's not. Yeah. Not everything is 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 it's fucking offensive. Yeah, but some people some people live to be offended now. And when you go into the, it's a, we're in a different world now. And I was watching. I'm gonna tell you something really funny. Yesterday, I'm I'm flipping through the channels, and you know, this time of year, there ain't shit on television. This time of year, you've either seen it all, or it's all reruns. And it's like these five days are the worst television days, like in like the country every year. So I'm flipping through stuff, and I see the Waltons. So I'm like, I never watched the Waltons in my life, but I always like watching period pieces and stuff like that because it's interesting to me that that was the number one show in the country at a point in time. And that was in the 70s, but it was the number one show in the country. So I like to see, like, what were these motherfuckers watching and what were they seeing and what were they thinking at that point in time? So I turn on the Waltons, and if you've never seen the Waltons, it's basically about... A bunch of dirt poor white crackers, and that's really the best way to describe them because they they were white crackers from Virginia, and what was going on in the 1930s. And what struck me is that from the 1930s, and it really like this really fucked me up. This show was popular in the 70s, in the early 70s, right? So. That was a period piece about the 30s that was showing in the 70s. That's the same equivalent as us watching a show that's based in the 80s today. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's like very interesting. And this is what they were watching at that point. And the story was so fucked up. It was like this guy was so poor. He was trying to get a typewriter and he got a typewriter and somebody sold the typewriter. And the girl goes and the girl's 14 years old and she jumps in the car with the sheriff and the sheriff goes and driver. That's problematic right there. But, you know, you're taught to trust your sheriffs, and then you wonder what happens with all these people. It's because they were taught to trust their local law enforcement and just get in the car and nothing could go wrong. So it's problematic. that's problematic right there. And they're driving all around, and she's not related to the sheriff either. This is just a girl on the farm. Oh, you know, where's your sister at? Can you imagine coming home and saying, hey, where's your sister at? By the way, like, your sister had a uh, birthday. I saw that on Facebook, so happy birthday to her. I figured I would mention that. I would mention that if you showed up on the show. So, you know, happy birthday. So now you got to tell her to listen. So, so, um, no problem. All right. So, we're what? Tell so, her to listen after he's done talking about John Boy Walton. John Boy Walton. But I'm saying, but this isn't even John Boy. This is about his little sister. 
And I don't even know her name, and nobody does know her name, because she jumped in the car with the sheriff. And she's someplace, like, you know, in the world, someplace mixed up in there, long gone. But I just found it interesting that this is what the number one show was. And there were no successful white people on the show. It was, like, dirt poor. They're playing outside at nighttime, playing tag, like 50 of them with no shoes on, running around. And that was acceptable. And that was, like, normal. And that was Americana. And now, all of a sudden, everybody claims that their families came from money or came from these different places. So it's just like the way that they've changed people's mindsets and just going into, going back to our last couple of shows, it's just it's just so fucking interesting to me that, like, you know, like that was what they watched. And I, I watched their you. training, their training, too, their brainwashing. I, uh... I was feeling bad because I'd been watching a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies. I don't feel so damn bad anymore. He's always been watching the fucking Waltons. I was watching the Waltons. I wanted to know what the show was about. And then, like, Richard... One of the, one of the great things about watching the Waltons is there's always some old black woman who goes, Oh, that Michael Landon is so fine. <laughs> was, he, was he in the Waltons? Michael yeah, Landon was in the Waltons? He's the, he's the dad in the Waltons. No, he's the dad in Little House on the Prairie. That's a little house on the prairie. That's different. The Waltons is some different old country pole. pole. That's yeah, Michael I, Landon. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever seen the Waltons, but you're right. Michael Landon was little house on the prairie. Yeah. Okay. One time, once. I never saw that. That's the first time I ever show it. And then I'm remembering, like, I remember the TV guides from when I was, like, a little kid. And even as a little kid, I thought that John Boy was a little bit, eh. And... He's been through his whole career, and I don't think he's ever come out as being like anything other than a straight male and everything. But I'm looking at him, and I'm like thinking about it like today. If that show were on today, it would never be on today. Nobody would fucking watch it. Nobody wants to see it. You talk about history being bad for white kids. The Waltons would be bad for white kids today. Okay, that would really make them feel bad. You don't want to teach histories. You also need to stop teaching the Waltons then because I felt bad for them kids and I don't have any money whatsoever. Okay, but you had indoor plumbing. I did have indoor plumbing. Yes, but but I'm watching. But that was like terrible. And um, it's just so crazy. But would he come out today? Or is he like, you know, maybe I don't know if he even is or he isn't. But it's just like though at that time it was like it was such a thing nobody could even say anything about whether they thought what he was. But it's so obvious to me that he's kind of like a he's kind of like, you know, a sweet guy. You know, so is he is he still alive? Uh, I think he is still MDB, alive. He is, yes. I think he is still he's alive. He's been married he, since nineteen ninety four. To a man or to a woman? To a woman. So yeah, so yeah. Huh. 1994. Yeah, Bischoff. 1994, right? Yeah, which is his second wife. He had four kids with the first one, and then one with the second one. Mm. That is very, very interesting. <laughs> I just, I like first of all the fact that you found uh, what is that? Uh, what's that channel? Cozy TV. Was that Cozy I TV? It, I think it's Cozy that shows the Waltons. I'm and just. All those. Like we had a, an occasion where our game was going to be on Cozy, so I had to watch to see what exactly Cozy was, and so I um, watched a lot of Heart to Heart that day. But then they had the Waltons on at like dinner time. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, and it was all bad because it's all standard definition. Like it's all squeezed in a little corner of your TV. Like it was, it's just dreadful. Yeah, it, it just it was like horrible. It was like a terrible show. And, but it's like and the, and the plot line, like you know, watch the Waltons. No, no, no. I'm better off with Hallmark. Oh, no thanks. No thanks. No, no, no I'm gonna have to no pass thanks. on that one. I don't. You know, we had our own hardships. I don't need to watch theirs. Well, it's uh, very interesting. I I don't know about y'all, but I I was like just that, when you watched this, had you already started smoking, or was this before you started smoking? No, this was like probably I was tired. I was I was definitely post smoking because you know if I'm if I'm not smoking, there's no possible way I stop on the Waltons. Okay, it's not that interesting to me. My brain isn't thinking that multi-dimensional. You know, See, on now, a normal basis. Like some scientists could take that clip and mm-hmm. be like, "See, they say that there are really no side effects of this stuff, but this can make grown black men watch the Waltons, and now all of a sudden it'll be a warning label on your on your on your on your pack of gummies and <laughs> careful continuous use may make you watch the Waltons." Yeah, I'm just listen. I'm just a curious dude. It's like you know, the world will take me in many different places and. You know, not the same places that was probably been in. But you know what? I don't want to say anything too bad because this is a litigious world that we live in. And this would probably be the show that like 100,000 people or a million people pick up on. It, it and could be considered it. libelous by. Yeah, so it's like I'm going to take John the. John Boy Walton. Yeah, so I'm just going to. You know what? I'm going to be editing all these names out. So we'll just have to let people <laughs> guess. <laughs> you know, that beep was like beep. And then like beep, but yeah, like it was not a thing. But it's so crazy how much times have changed, and it's like we're about to enter into a new year, and there's going to be another change coming up, and with the new year, it's just a different day on the calendar. And what do you guys think is going to happen in 2022? I want to get back to you guys on that, but I'm going to take a quick break because I want to thank everybody. I did a little clip, so I'm going to stop the recording right now, and we'll be right back. Hey, hey, hey. This is your host, John X from Born in Trouble. I'd like to thank all the listeners this year who have came on and made us a semi-success. Reaching milestones and goals every week. I appreciate you. I'd like to thank all of my guests, especially the ones that took the time to come in and educate our audience about what their struggles were, what their life is like, and the reasons why they could never give up and they would never quit because that's what Born in Trouble means, that no matter what type of circumstances that you're up against, you just push right through. So a special shout-out to Grant, Rob, Gene, Orlando, you guys, you make the show fun to do every week and record every week, and I hope you tune back in next year as we continue to grow and get better and better at this. Born in Trouble. Thanks. And we're back. That's right, a segue from Born in Trouble. It's the last episode of the year, so expect the unexpected. I don't know. Anyway, I haven't used that button in a couple of weeks. But like we were saying, the you know. is much better for it. Yes, but like we were saying, the Waltons. Mm, if y'all don't like critical race theory, I can't understand how most of y'all grew up watching the Waltons. So I'm just talking, I'm talking to a, to white people in America of a certain age. <laughs> 
<laughs> just saying. The, the group just above us. Just above us. I guess what they liked about it is that I guess like what the uh, LGBTQ community would say is that seeing um, that guy uh, suppress his sexuality for his entire life. So that kind of fit in with America back then. Eh? I think, yeah. He's not allowed to be who he is. Or maybe that is who he is. Maybe that's part of the thrill for him. Being a surprise. You know, I can't understand how he's ever thinking he's ever surprising anybody. Because we know, but it's <laughs> <laughs> this what it is, and that's not a bad thing. Black's just going hard on this dude. No, I'm, well, I was just. The thing is, it's not 1975 anymore. If he was, maybe he, you know, some guys are just kind of, you know, have those type of mannerisms and stuff. So I don't, I don't that's know. True. Maybe, yeah, maybe, 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 I mean, because it's not like it's not like he's box office you know like you know like, you know we it's easy know for him to blend in it's easy for him yeah, to blend like, in is what you're saying exactly right you know it, it's I, I don't i don't i don't think if if you know and again i don't know anything's possible i guess we didn't know about rock hudson until he was six feet under that's true At least i didn't anyway that's true but um you know i mean i, I would think if he were he he would have if anything he would be celebrated for coming out now, right? But it's like, but that, as opposed to shunned, you know. But you know, you live your life a certain way, and that's part of like we talk about with societies and how people are torn and bored up. You live your life a certain way. It's not hard to break away. It's not easy to break away from things that are familiar to you and things that you're used to. I make light of these things, and this is one of the reasons why we do Born in Trouble. This is the year-end show, so it's like we have to bring the show back on point before we can end off the year, and on point would be talking about these subjects in a way that people might even find offensive to a certain extent, but... I'm not apologizing because you should know that there's no harm intended in the conversation. And if so you listen you to the context. Like the, the, the difficulty of people right. giving up sort of the things that they become accustomed to. You, you're talking about like um, you eating Johnny Burgers even though you know your knee's going to swell up and you're going to have like a big black toe. Yes, that's true. A couple of days later. That was true. But you know what? The whole point of the fact is like, and that's a great analogy, that I would eat these things that were toxic to my body and justify them away with certain types of exercise or things, just any type of words, whatever would fit into that mindset for me at that point in time. But I grew and I learned. And I'm moving closer now to a position of, I hate to even admit that I'm even thinking about becoming a vegan at one point in my life that I'll have to live on plants alone and everything. It's it's a hard thought. But then I have a friend then I have a friend like you who takes me to all these great vegan spots and lets me know that flavor doesn't just like dissipate as soon as you, you know, put down the meat and you stop killing the cow. Most of the things that make feet make meat tasty are vegan. <laughs> Yeah, Orlando's laughing because he's like, hell no. <laughs> I, I don't, man. I, I, you know what? I, I just love a good steakhouse, man. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, it's just something about a good steakhouse with a that heavy white plate when they bring you your 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 T bone or your your what are you or your porterhouse and just, mm. I don't know. There's just the, something the, the, about the, it. Delmonico. Mm. 
seeing yeah, Rob, and you know the thing is, that. and the man that you're talking to about this, Mister Mister Brooks, this man has probably been to every quality steakhouse in the country. And oh, um, I used and, to love him, man. I used to, that smell. It's funny now because that smell makes me a little bit nauseous, but that smell, I used to love that man. That seared meat smell when you get in there, yeah, like, oh. yeah. Yeah. You sit down and like drink some big red with it, you know, get a couple glasses of really big cab to go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a vibe. Like, I I, I don't know. It's just a vibe. I I, I love it. I, I, I just don't. Oh, man. You got me. My mouth is watering now just thinking about it. Yeah. But you see, this is the thing. This is born in trouble. It's like, we, I was thinking. A couple of sentences ago, we could. I should be broadcasting this from Paris, France, because Viva la de France, Viva la de France. You know, yeah. You know, we we are so with this this like this show represents the diaspora. It's not just we come from different places. We've done these different things. It's not a segment or a part of our society, our culture that we haven't touched and been involved with on a full-time basis and at the same time we can talk about veganism we can talk about steaks it goes anywhere and like i'm sticking with the theme of the of the evening which is like wrapping up the end of the year and i i've been going through looking at the show and looking at different aspects of it and trying to see where we can get better or where we can get worse and something like not starting a show with our normal banter back and forth is something that i could really cut out but I, I don't want to cut out. I've already said that earlier in the show. And even like taking the topics and bringing them down to a more narrow point. If we focused on just dissing black women all day long, we'd shoot up to top 50. Yeah, but that would not feel good for my soul. And I'm saying. Enough to worry about. And I'm they saying. Don't need no, they don't need that smoke for me. And it, I really got no smoke for them. Exactly. You know, or if we were to focus on, say, just um, a show about fine cigars and cognac, we could probably make some that's noise. Definitely a niche. That's a niche. That's a niche market. I mean, I think uh, you know. Right, but when I'm, but my, but you, you want to show top ten? Nah. Maybe nah. You know what? I won't. I won't say like that's not something I aspire to. Like I've. This has been a great. It's been a great year. People have invited me into their circles, and I've seen what other podcasters doing, what other shows are doing, and they're advertising and the time that they put into it. And I'm just happy with the fact that despite that, we've just tried to make a quality show. We don't really have a um, genre per se. We don't have a type of conversation or topic that we stick to. But I feel like we put out quality work each week. And you guys are a part of that quality work that gets put out each week. I was trying to do a highlight show. Like I was speaking to Rob the other day. I I said on Twitter, I was like, I'm going to put out a highlight show of a couple of the best parts and everything. And I was going to feature everyone who had been on the show for the year. And I got through three episodes and I had to stop because it was three episodes and I ended up listening to the conversations that we had had earlier in the year. And they were really good talks. They were really good conversations. And I was very, I was very impressed by the fact that like, you know, how good you guys are on a weekly basis. Rob, you're a little bit arrogant, so I'm just going to pull it back from you and like say Orlando, (laughs) Orlando, you're really good. (laughs) 
<laughs> what, I love you, brother. Funny. Weren't we the weren't we one of the three original guests, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 and I, it, it was you. You I were think, very. I think so. Yeah. If not, maybe there was one or two, maybe before us. No, I think for this trio, I should say. I think the first ones were us, and then you started making a lot of money. And you started really hitting that and getting that market going. So congratulations to you, Orlando. You know, but your time isn't as. It's like uh, we do I, this for I, fun. I, 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 I owe it all to COVID. <laughs> COVID has been a COVID. Listen, man, I'm a fan of COVID. I don't oh, want anyone oh. to die or to get hurt. But COVID has been very good to me. Very, very uh, good. I, I can't. I. Can't. It's been very good to me. Well, now, are you back in the office? Or are you just working from home now? I haven't been in the office in two years. Oh. Yeah, you loving life. <laughs> yes. Yes. My, well, Omicron... My, my commute is five steps. <laughs> <laughs> well, Omicron has been... is probably better because it seems like it's less... Like it's less deadly. So, for that, maybe we can get a joke. And hopefully, as the years go on, we'll get more and more jokes about what's going on and what we've um, all gone through. I doubt it. I'm just tired of people being divided by this stuff. I see people online saying stuff about people who are unvaccinated, hoping that they cheering when they die. I see like people who aren't vaccinated cheering when vaccinated people get sick. And it's like it's so it's also polarizing. It's so it's also fucked up. And I just I just want to call it truce. I want everybody to be at peace. For a change, because I—it's not even so much that I really care. I'll be honest, I'm selfish. I'm just tired of fucking hearing it. So y'all just shut the fuck up for a little while and stop like wishing each other. We all need each other at the end of the day, until of course something else happens and we don't need each other. See, I was about to go on a tangent, but I stopped myself. I did good. There's a movie on Netflix now called Don't Look Up, which is very sort of of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's silly, but it's it's worth a look. It's worth a look because it's you know they tackle you know there's a a great big event and and you know the science has got it down like this is what's going to happen, and the White House decides to play politics with it, and then you know you just watch the whole thing go off the rails. Mm. And that's the world that we're living in today. And that's not that's not the place that I want to be at. It's not the place I want to be at. Um, I know you want to be butt naked on a beach. Definitely. Coconuts in your hand. Definitely. I don't mind. And everything. Take pictures of it. Please, find my dick pics online. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Find them online and everything. Read them. Be in awe. That's what I always say. If you ever find my nudes, I'm not worried about it. Yes, it's me. Whatever. <laughs> Nasty motherfuckers! You go online and look for somebody's pee pee pictures anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Say it's like you know, you know, there's something wrong with you. You know, there's something wrong with you for looking for that. So it is what it is. But um, yeah, man, I just think that I, my the fact that I have no shame in my game. I, I I just wish the time I missed the time when people had no shame in their game. And that's what social media, and that brings us back full circle to what we were saying a while ago about 
the social media thing and people not being able to the cancel culture, not allowing people to be free. And I see I see a lot of pushback on it now. And I'm happy for that because that's what you should do. You know, you should push back. Fight the fucking power. Another thing, another conversation I had. I you know, I, I don't know who I was talking to. But it was a younger per it was like a younger person. I forget who it was. It was a couple of days ago and I was like, Man, like what really pisses me off is like when I'm telling these young kids, like, nah, you shouldn't believe that and they're like, No, it's definitely should be this way. And I'm like, You're the motherfuckers that are supposed to be telling me that shit is different, not going along with the way that things are. So it's like, you know, y'all find your fucking, like, you know, and not in the way that you've been doing it. Being a smartass don't help nobody. You know what I'm saying? We were smartasses, too. And then older people told us stuff that made us shut up and let us become older and everything and wiser and everything. That's that's like being a smartass all the time. Just be humans, man. People make mistakes. You know, this is not about the perfect world. I don't know who told you you're supposed to be perfect. Some of the most beautiful things in this world and beautiful people in this world have been imperfect creatures. So we should not be trying to get away from the imperfect creatures in the world. That's all. I don't know. Am I too philosophical for this year-end show? It seems like you're you're going to get a little mushy later. I think so. (laughs) Which, you know, that, that could be good. You think so? See, it's it sound like you're headed. Sound like you're headed down that path. That's a good thing I don't drink, because then that you know that definitely brings out all the emotions. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I grew up with that. I grew up with that. Like you know, my grandmother get all hammered and then start talking about the old days, and before you know it, she's like half crying, half yelling at you. They used to some story about like she had a brother named Rock. But they nicknamed him Rock because he threw a rock at this girl who lived next door who may have been in some way challenged. Exciting times. Like, the story just never, first of all, every time the story came out, and, like, it was never told, like, like, you wanted to say, like, they're missing, like, eight details here to make this an actual, like, real good story. Okay. But she was drunk. You weren't going to ask that because, you know, you know it was coming next. Then there wasn't much going on then anyway, Rob. <laughs> so that was, like, actually, to them, that could have been actually exciting. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what? They were, in, they were in North Charleston, South Carolina. There's a good chance that there wasn't a whole lot else going on. Trying to tell you, you know, so. It's, you know, it's the Black Waltons. That's the Black Waltons. <laughs> so when you and as you tell that story with a laugh, you don't feel like anything, like any less of a person. You're not that upset. It's not going to affect you for the rest of your life. Now that you think about them in terms of the Black Waltons, you know what? Everybody, everybody's people are what they are. They come from what they come from, and then you know, hopefully, you take the lessons that they gave you and you build upon that. Right. Be proud of that. Yeah. Be proud of that. Be proud of that. The Waltons was a show that was about character. They were teaching people differently. It was a different type of character. I don't think I'm not going to make a I'm not we're not doing social commentary on the 1970s right now to say whether it was right or wrong. But it was social commentary. And this was what it was the number one show in the country. You know, you also have to remember that there were only three channels. So that's true. Yeah, yeah, there were only three yeah, channels that's at that true. point. Three so channels, maybe, maybe two maybe other options. Shows. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, at, at eight o'clock, you had two other choices. So, yeah. you know, we don't know what it ran against. 
But I'm sure that show did well too, because there are only three <laughs> there choices. Were only three choices, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the way it goes. Yeah. So bringing it back, just a little something. Um, what's that? Ghislaine Maxwell that, got convicted. That, that, that would be that would be interesting to find out though, because. Black people weren't watching the Waltons. Nah. I, you know, what What were we watching in the 1970s that ran against the Waltons? Well, a lot of black people probably were watching the Waltons anyway because that was the popular... I, this, hey, I never watched it. It's pop, it was popular culture back then. So, And that's a different generation. Nah. See, also, like, this is this like brings my point to bear about the 40-year thing. The people that were, that were yeah. watching that... Well. We weren't watching the Waltons because the two shows up against it. That shit was deliberate. What was the show? Well, the network gave the Waltons an undesirable time slot Thursday at 8 p.m. opposite two popular programs, the Flip Wilson show on NBC Uh and the Mod Squad on ABC. Uh Uh-oh. Afros. You had Link. There you go. And you had Flip Wilson. So you know he was not watching the fucking Waltons. Afros. See, and that's. I know we weren't watching the Waltons. Right. Now, you see, and that's crazy, though, because you just, like, brought this back to the 70s. That's another point. You and I were having a conversation. Everything now, it's like people are, they don't make anything new. It wasn't us. I was talking to, I was talking to Di about this, that they don't make anything new, but they claim everything is new. So it's like, at that point, you got the Waltons up against two black shows in the early 70s. Two black shows in the early 70s. So it was it was clear counter-programming. Right. Like you have two shows, you know, Flip Wilson, the Mod Squad. Mod Squad was very urban, integrated. People weren't crazy about that idea. You know, Flip Wilson was an entertainer, so they could... They were okay with the fact that he was mixing and mingling to some degree. But then you counter-program and you do some, some rural poverty, you know, <laughs> to, count, to counter these two very urbane, urban and urbane shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. But they were there. But they existed. Flip Wilson was popular. Yeah. Popular. My daughter used to have this puppet that she got it for Easter, and I, for some reason, I gave it the voice of Geraldine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, oh man! <laughs> like that, 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 that Geraldine routine is like burned into my memory. Like right. I could do Geraldine for ten minutes. Like, well, how do you convince people? How do you convince people fifty years later that the black show that's on television is the first show that's on television? I think if you told a lot of young black people that that's what those that that's what they went up against, they were like, there were no black shows back then. Like, well, actually, there were the there was the occasional black show besides Sanford and Son and the Jeffersons. Because this even yeah, this they, even predates they, they both of those the shows. First, they think the first black show was the Cosby Show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we had some dope shows. Now that I think about it, growing up watching the Jeffersons and Good Times and. And, uh, you know, um, unfortunately, yeah, those a, lot, are only two of a lot of mine rides rides along who the female leads were. So good times. I'm ro- I'm rocking with uh, different strokes because it introduced us to Janet Jackson once again. Mm, right. My girl. Yeah. Mm. You know, then, then Cosby show introduces us to Lisa Bonet. Man, I wonder. I wonder what would, summer. Since it's a since it's a new year, I'd like to like make a New Year's wish. And, and that is, and that would be to be put in an awkward situation by black women 
that I've admired over the years. So yeah. since uh, Vanity is no longer with us, she won't be included in this, but Vanity does get an honorable mention, rest in peace. But suppose that was I was your girl. Yeah, that was my girl. So stick me in a room with Janet and Hallie. Maybe I don't know, Carrie. Um maybe um Carrie Washington. I her too. Um and maybe uh let's see, I I'm not gonna be, you know, just because they can be two Carries. And um oh, who's the other Carrie? Carrie Strug? And um no, a little no, gymnast? No, no, no. You're <laughs> <laughs> just wrong. See, this is why I say bad things about you sometimes at a no place. Because I know you're gonna say bad things about me. And um, you know, who's the who, oh um definitely uh my girl Megan. Megan Good, definitely. Um Back on the market. Yeah, back on the market. You know. Hit me up. You know, hit me up. Um so time to start shaving again, boys. Yeah, time to yeah. I started as as soon as I read that as soon as I as soon as I read that I went in and I did my first workout in months and everything, so <laughs> I said oh, I got a shot. I was like, Cool, here's hope. And everything. So I, I took care of that. But um, yeah. So what what I'm saying is that it, you know, put me in a room with them and everything, and then make me make me make me say which one is my favorite. That would be tough. That would be wrong. Good luck with that. That would be wrong. So I think that they should make that happen one day. You ladies, talk amongst yourselves. We'll see what we can do. Work it out. That's all I want for 2022. I don't want an, another hundred thousand downloads. So are you talking are you talking old Janet? Are you talking Rhythm Nation Janet or present Janet? I, I saw a picture well, from well, the other all, day and I was all, like, there, wow, Jan- this is not good. No. Janet's, no. Janet is one step further. It's got to be the while Rhythm Nation was nice, the um the that's the way love goes, Janet. Well, you know what? Like she took that further okay. progression. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even say something so sexist as to bring it back to an era like you guys would do. I'll take Janet. Janet, right now. You can be in a room, Janet. You're wrong, no, dog. You You're go. wrong. Listen to you too. You're wrong. Yeah. You know what? You right, John. I'll be you right wrong. about that. I'll but be it's wrong. Okay. R-O-N-G, wrong. No. You, I, you, don't, you don't even get the W. I'll be wrong. I, I saw. Uh, I, I'll be wrong. You'll be wrong. I saw a picture of Janet the other day, and I, I, I couldn't believe it. A couple of those surgeries have not served. I could her well. not believe it. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know, uh, she didn't look good at all. Support is support is more about how, more about who you are on the inside as well. So I still support you, Janet. There you go. Look at John showing, uh, like unbelievable growth in this moment. <laughs> it's like, just accept Janet Jackson the way that she is. It's That's like, so it's like, it's like you. I'm a different person yeah. right now. It's just like, it's like not even me speaking. You know, it's barely me speaking. Who's the Kerry that you were putting in the room now? If it wasn't Kerry uh, Washington. You think about it, Rob. You really? think about it. Cause you know what, Rob? You're, you're you're always honing in on my women, so I'm gonna keep it a secret. You stay on Kerry's DMs. You know I don't know how to use social media anyway. 
Ain't in nobody's DMs. That's what I should do this year. I should change this show. <laughs> See, like this is another this is another way you can make a show better. Somebody should make a show called Stalking. And every week you just say something about you just focus on one starlet, one woman that you would like, you know, hide in the bushes just to get a picture of. You and know. then DM her, slide into her DMs and see if you get a response. Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, or slide in. I'm sure that you will get a response from her attorney eventually. So, I, is that a start? <laughs> <laughs> well, some of these some, guys, is some, that a start? Some, some people would consider that a love tap. That's a start. It's like, oh, she noticed me. Exactly. She knows I'm alive. <laughs> she knows I'm alive. First step, she's got to know you're alive first. Mm. <laughs> hey man, anything's possible, man. I, X, I say go for it. Yeah, I mean, listen, a- I'm, a- anything's possible. Listen, I'm just trying to broaden the audience now, so it's like if there's any incels at home listening to this, you know, this is like right up your alley, man. Yeah, give me some, I, my, give me my some advice. Song was Janet Jackson? Funny how time flies. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I want some advice from the incels. Like, how do you live life unsuccessfully with the women? I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going to get a good response to that. I think so. No, I don't think you're going to get a good response. I don't think they really know. I'm not. <laughs> I think that on a daily Ash, basis they're trying to figure out why that, they're so wrong. Post that on your page. Post that on I, you, you, you got a... You you got a couple of assholes on your pages that I know oh, about. Dog. Just post that on your dog, page. Yo, listen. Let's see what happens. I can't post anything. On, nothing's going to happen because right now Facebook has got me in that box where nobody sees anything that I post. You know, they've got me in the man. Again? No, I'm not. It's not jail. It's it's algorithm hell. You know, where you don't you only see like ads. I don't see anybody's post and everything. And it's like. Uh, I don't think I'm actually reaching anybody on like a lot of on my regular page post and everything because it's too real. So eventually they weed it out. It's not negative all the time. I'm not telling people kiss my ass all the time like I do on this show. So if I was when I was more violent online, then I had more. You know interactions, but I'm. I just decided to part of this year. I decided to let like these people be them. You know, it's like the cats that are like always mad because of, you know, because basically they're fifty. They're in their early fifties and they're sundowning. I'm just hey, you know, I'm just saying count to ten, count to ten, buddy. I'm walking this way. You know, I'm letting them do their thing by themselves. If you're so mad at the world right now and you want to argue with people online, it's like, and it's amazing to me that these people still post these things consistently online, even with less and less people reacting to them and no one reacting to them. It's like, it's just a big attention thing. Everybody wants to get attention, and we're not getting the attention that we were 10 or 15 years ago when we were younger and hotter. It's not our world anymore. It's not your world anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's their shit. Right. You know, that's it's a, their that's shit. That's a very difficult concept for most people to, to catch. There's a there's an old guy that lives across from me. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he just, you know, you name the topic, he's got smoke for it. Like, mm-hmm. he's... And, and one day I went over there, he asked me to help him take some trash down, whatever, and we just got into this conversation. And, like, in the course of the conversation, I'm like, wow, this guy is just truly feeling... Like his voice doesn't matter anymore. Like his, his, like I, I was sitting there and he's talking about this. He's bringing up all these topics and, and 
then my nephew, he didn't call anymore and he didn't come. My son doesn't come. And I'm like, this guy just feels discounted. Like he feels like the world has passed him by and he's left. And I think that a lot of people experience that. And, and it's difficult. Like yeah. when you, when you move beyond, because physically I don't feel 51, mm-hmm. uh, you know, except like when I get out of cars and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't feel 51. And so there are every once in a while, there's a moment where like, Oh, you have to correct that behavior because that's really not, Right. You know, that's not 51 year old like. Yes. It's not. So that's really where we are. You know, a lot of people, it's like, I, I think I empathize with other people. That's what makes me me. I'm able to take myself and put myself into their situation. But for me, it's easy to have this, like, to have this position because no matter who I am or what I look like or what they thought of me and everything, I never really took, like, you, Rob, I not, you know, I never really took myself seriously like that. It wasn't a matter of waking up and, oh, I got to make sure my face is all lotioned up and, you know, I got to make sure, like, I'm, I'm working out just so I can, like, you know, exactly, you know, like, you know, making sure that everything <laughs> is, like, right and tight at all points in time. It's just not, it wasn't, these aren't things that are important to me, like, you know, appearances don't matter to me as much as the normal person and I can I can imagine that a lot of people are feeling disenfranchised anymore I've always firmly been comfortable with my position of being a voice of one in many because that's really what we all are and everything and not everybody's going to pay attention to you I feel like this country is full of people that are yelling at the wrong people for not paying attention to them Yelling at me as a black person walking around the street for not paying attention to you when you actually should be yelling at your daughter or your sister for not picking up the phone anymore and not paying attention to what you're saying. So it's like, and these holes, these gaps are very difficult to close, if not impossible. But it starts with yeah. one. So it's like, really, what we do is you know, we tell jokes about it and we say these things in a harsh way. It's really therapy for other people as well. To let them know that, like, yo, I mean, maybe you don't feel like you're you matter as much to the people that you want to, but you then again, like, did you ever? Were you ever really that personal? Were you ever really in that position? You just have to accept who you are, bro. Like, I love doing new things. I'm loving these new adventures. We're opening up. We're doing all these great things. I'm doing all these great and different things right now. But that's just, I'm just really doing the same things I always did. And I just hope you guys find some peace somewhere around along the line. You know, that's my hope for everybody for 2022. You know, you find some peace. You know, so. Well, you guys got anything you want to add into this? It's been an hour, Orlando. We didn't even get into the stock market at all. We gotta bring. We gotta get you. No, no, no. He's he's got to he's got to give us his thoughts moving forward. Like, yeah, I I know you. I I, I've seen you buying some of these dips. You've been you've been talking about buying the dips. Um, So you still looking at this as a long term play? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, again. I'm I'm cheering and rooting for Omicron. Um, <laughs> I think 2022 is going to be another phenomenal year. I'm, I'm serious. Um, I, you know, I keep my TV on um, on Bloomberg or CNBC News throughout the day, and I'm loving that these airline flights are being canceled uh, because it, it just brings back memories of when uh, COVID first started. <laughs> it's like a repeat of history. 
<laughs> and the cruise line, like I'm like, wow, this is this is a layup. You know, let's let's keep it going. You know, I think four I think there were four hundred was it four hundred thousand? I don't know if it was 400,000 cases or something like that of uh, um, uh, whatever it's called. I want, it's funny because I, I want to say Omarion, but it's <laughs> um, <you know>. Omicron. <laughs> Poor Omarion. He's been catching it. He's been catching it. He's been catching it. I've been, uh, I've been like, again, I don't want anyone to get sick. I don't want anyone to die, but I, I wanted to keep going. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm hoping it has another two years worth of legs on it, at least. Uh, See now. Because it, it's, this is a layup, man. This is tw- 2022 is a layup line. It's interesting to hear you say that only because it puts two sides of your personality in opposition because you're a travel guy. Like mm-hmm. me, exactly. And right now, exactly. you know, they're saying it's spreading faster on planes, whatever. Like, I, you know, I had some exactly. tickets to see somebody tried to give me tickets to see Kindred, the Family Soul, tomorrow night, and mm. I was like, "Where at? Damn, uh, they're they're at City Winery down here in Philly." Okay. Um, and you know, and they're Philly people, so there's a good chance that some folks are going to stop in, and you know, you get some guests dropping in with them, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I rolled the dice heavily last right. week in New York City, going to going to the Blue Note and going to the Comedy Cellar, like. I probably need to stay my black ass at home. Mm. Like, so for you to say that you hope that it goes for another year or two, no, that's mm. probably a year or two of you doing minimal traveling. Mm. You'll make maximum yeah, no, minimum, yeah. minimal traveling, which is good for your soul. No, absolutely. I only have one trip planned next year, and that's for my birthday. Again, going back to the vineyard. But um, I'm I'm okay. Like, I'm okay if they shut the world down again. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm okay. Like, I, I'm, like I'm okay, man. The money. Let me tell you something, man. And and it sounds kind of fucked up, but the last two years have been phenomenal. Like, mm. I mean, it, it's just first. I, you know, first I was giving the credit to Trump because anytime he said something, it was like. It was so predictable what was going to happen <laughs> anytime something came out of his mouth. Mm. And then when COVID hit and it was like we went back in time. And to me, it was like we time traveled back in time because <laughs> everything dropped so bad, so, so bad, so low. It was like it's it's a guarantee it's going to come back up. We, we just have to get in it. Right. And, th- and that's exactly what happened. Mm. Now with this o- Omicron and I'm seeing like it's like this. It's like it's it's like the same trend. The only difference is people aren't going to, people aren't going to. You know, if they try to shut down the country again, it's going to be. I mean, it's it's literally going to be a civil war. Like they're mm. not going for that crap again. Yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm I'm seeing a lot of the same patterns, man. Well, I'm seeing a lot of the same patterns. Well, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, listeners, that you know, having only in those tips is like just like having. For some people, I guess you would say a second job would be the joke, but Orlando's tips are like a first job. So, holla. you know, holla. Thank you, brother. You know what I'm saying? It is, <laughs> it is what it is, and no matter what's said in the world, y'all better not say nothing about Orlando Waters. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all no, better not say that. nothing. I, I appreciate that. No, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. that. You good? You good? So yeah. So we're we're ending the year 
on a positive note, not even uh, messed up. The original crew, the original crew, you know, um, I kind of wanted to get into just Lane Maxwell and all this stuff and, Why? you know, just, well, I just want, want, just one interesting thing about it. I don't know if y'all saw that because we all know that it is what it is. There's one thing that's interesting and that's the fact that with all these women that were trafficked, the only person who ends up in jail long term is a woman. So that's one thing. The second thing is that did you see on the BBC who they had announced to the BBC, the British people who they had give a legal commentary? Oh, uh, that uh, was Al- it. Was it Pierce Pierce no, Morgan no. Dershowitz? Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz was accused of by he was, uh, he was in that documentary. Yeah, by he was in the documentary. Right. Yeah. yeah. They had him address the British people as a legal scholar. He said that it was very damaging to this Jeffrey woman because of the fact that they didn't use her testimony. So that proves that she's a liar and it looks good for Prince Andrew. And of course, good for him, Alan Dershowitz, because he was named in the whole thing. And that's like, that is nothing. That is like the oldest network like tied together. And Dershowitz also at the end was like friendly with Trump. And Trump is also friendly with all these guys, all of these same guys. So I don't understand how people could ever say that he's not, A, a politician, and B, not attached to, like, you know, he's just a common guy like everybody else when he's involved in this, like, daisy chain of all these different dudes and everything. And Ghislaine ain't never getting out of jail and everything. So, and I guess that's probably right. But all these men, and the next thing was that all these people that are on this list, are they going to go down next? Are they going to go after all these men, these powerful people? Nah, she's going to die in prison. Something's going to, she's, you know, accidentally going to fall in the shower and and die. Right. Uh, right. Because literally, if she, and I'm actually surprised she she didn't threaten this Mm. to speak and just throw these names out there. And they, um, you know. they, well, they have the names, though. They have the black book. So they could they could really hypothetically go after everyone. So, But someone said something very interesting, and this is what I wanted to get into and wrap up with the show with. Um, what if people were to actually take action and demand that everyone that was named in that book that was in that that was um indicted by the situation be held to account and to justice across the world and that's those people how, were that works. and those people were deposed from power what would happen if the people actually did something it's not it's not how it works rob and we know it's not how it works but i'm we, just we saying like prostitutes not johns in this country not johns no prostitutes without johns not johns we at, prosecute no. we, we prosecute prostitutes not johns yeah <laughs> and that's yeah and that's the way it went down but when you can change that but the whole point is that we do that is the way that it is but it's not necessarily the way that it has to be no, but that that list is too. Those names are too powerful, too connected. They're not. This is not the time for them to get experimental. This could be our last show because of even making that a suggestion. You know, so that's <laughs> <laughs> that's something that's like, you know. But listen, 
My whole point why, is that why I said it'll never happen. Yeah, my my, <laughs> my whole point is that all of this stuff is about choice and it's about change and it's about your choices that we have as individuals. You don't have to follow the things that you see on the internet. You don't have to go along with this crowd. You can be free to be yourself. Be that crazy chick that wears your head and that wears your hair uh, red in high school. You know who that is. Um, be that crazy chick. That crazy dude who decides that he wants to wear a hat everywhere that he goes. You know, be yourself. Be an individual. And don't be afraid of the backlash. And that's how you take yourself back. Forget about the country. Take yourself back. That's how you get listened to. And that's it. And then if no one listens to you, you know what? You don't care so much because you're not trying so hard to get them to listen to you. Make yourself happy in 2022. Holler. Holler. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. Born in Trouble. End of the year show. Thank you for everyone for listening to us this year. Thank you, Orlando Walters. We got to have you more yes, in the... End the war against masculinity in 2022. Let's end the war against masculinity. We're going to do that. We're gonna, or at least we're going to try. And we're gonna put you, and we gotta get you in the. We gotta get you in the group text every week. Now I learned that we can actually have as many uh, people as we want on the show if we can ever get your connection to work up on the system. And like you know, let's get you on more shows this year. Get to hear your words. Take a break from making all that money. You know, I made more money. All right. You know, I made more money than the U.S. Mint. Well, you heard that lukewarm, that? all right. You said you said take a break from making that money. You got a lukewarm, yeah. All yeah, right. like yeah, all right, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, well, what I'm gonna go live next to you, motherfucker. I'm gonna go live next to you in a tent, Mr. Robert Brooks. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob, for being my ace boon coon for many many years. Peace and blessings and salutations to you, my man. And to Grant Lancaster, my boy, who's around the the corner, in the middle of the storm. In the middle of the COVID storm. I would drive by your house, but I don't want nobody throwing rocks at my car as it drove by. So I'm just going to say peace to you, and I hope I see you before you leave and head back to Detroit. And you better have bought me some wings. And Mr. Grant Lancaster, my dude, my dude, holding it down in the A. That you mean, Gene? Oh, Gene. Said Grant Lancaster holding it down. Hold on a second, and let me do that again. I'll cut it out. Gene Hopkins, (laughs) my dude, holding it down. Holla, born in trouble. Thanks, brothers. Thanks. Thank you for everyone for listening. And seriously, thank you for picking up on our podcast. We hope to continue to make it better um, as time goes along, and we look forward to speaking to some of you we haven't known and listened to um, what you got to say. Born in trouble. Peace. 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 Born 2022. In, in and out the frame, out your flame, I'll make it brighter, that's the same. About the same as these others. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, 
Anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.